Welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny-Morris. And I'm Simon Sansbury. For only the second time um, in our nearly 100 episodes, we actually have an international line of guests this evening. So this week, the Secretary of State for Business, Energy and Industry Strategy, Kwasi Kwarteng, having once before delayed making his decision on whether to allow the Aquind interconnector project, decided to delay it yet again uh, until the end of January. And in the last minute, the of um, in his last minute announcement, he cited that he required clarification on several issues, but that the new deadline was quote without prejudice to the decision. Um, now our local politicians. Um, made some quite clear statements with with regard to this um the the we've got a direct comment from um from the leader uh, the liberal democrat leader of portsmouth city council uh, councillor gerald vernon jackson um he said the minister removed this decision from local councils to himself so a decision could be reached quickly and he has now said six months is not long enough for him to have um read the planning inspector's report and to make that decision He'd like to thank everyone from all parties that have worked so hard on this and the City Council has found a quarter of a million pounds to hire specialist lawyers and planners to oppose Aquind, but we are at our best when we all work together across party to oppose this, but we must not let our guard down, we must keep pressure on the Minister, even if he is a Minister who is meant to be neutral, but has written a letter to Aquind saying that he will support them. The Conservative a member of Parliament for Portsmouth North, Penny Mordaunt, says on our uh, says on our website where she states that she's formally objected to the scheme, uh, citing strategic serious errors with relying on such programmes to deliver energy for the UK, both in terms of the UK's resilience, uh, but also wider issues concerned with future negotiations. Increasing our our dependence on French nuclear increases the likelihood it will become politicised and involved in future discussions, in particular on fishing. And the Labour MP for Portsmouth South, uh, Stephen Morgan, says on his website, the business secretary has once again ducked a decision on this disastrous project, which will cause daily disruption in Portsmouth and threatens our national security. Uh, with clear community opposition to the plans and fresh fraud allegations against the company's Conservative Party donors, the case for stopping Aquind has never been clearer. So you can see that there is uh, cross-party um, agreement that this is a bad idea. Um, and so, Ian, who have we got with us tonight? Yes, so so uh, it is welcome and bienvenue to uh, some old friends of the pod, and I don't mean that in any pejorative sense um we we followed the let's stop aquint um campaign from the start and obviously we were expecting thursday to be decision day and as you've pointed out at two minutes to midnight the minister finally woke up and said oh sorry i need another three months so if i could just ask our guests to introduce themselves and what is your connection or interest in the Aquint Pipeline and Viola, could I start with yourself, please? Okay, yeah, my name is Viola Langley, and uh, together with Paula, I set up the Let's Stop Aquint Grassroots Campaign Group. Um, the reason I talk about it later, and uh, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen, I used to work as a teacher, but I got very upset about the Aquint Interconnector, and that's the reason why I actually set this group up. Thank you, thank you, Viola. And Paula? Oh, hi, I'm Paula Savage, and 
I, w I welcomed um, Viola's request and Linda's request to join the Let's Talk group right at the start. Um, I have my own um, reasons for uh, for not wanting Aquind, um, mainly because of where it's going. The landfall of the cable is going to be. <coughs> you have to excuse me. I've got laryngitis. Um, yeah. So and you know, obviously the disruption to all the wildlife, which I'll speak about later, or maybe. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Paula. And Eva, welcome to the podcast. Can you introduce yourself and uh, what, what's your interest in this topic? Uh, hi, thank you. Um, I am interested in this. I am interested in this project because um, it, it's going to come straight to Portsmouth, which is an area that's very important to a lot of people. So, the, like right, um, Paula said, where it's going to be is a problem for me. Perfect. Thank you, Eve. And last and by no means least, uh, Jean, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm Jean Nicolas, uh, talking with you uh, uh, in France, from France. Um, I was uh, the, the former president and founder of uh, the French association named Non à Aquind. And um, I was freshly uh, um, settling in uh, Normandy when uh, the, the mayor of my small village uh, explained me what was going on. And uh, she asked me to um, try to understand the project and uh, we'll speak further about the, the association. Perfect. So I guess for our um, listeners who who aren't aware, um, the the stop aquint even even my very poor French can work out what non uh, aquint means. So there is there is quite a movement on the uh, on the French side of the channel against this this plan. First of all, this project is an old one because it started in uh, two thousand. 14. But Aquind started to communicate on this project um, in, in our village, but in other villages, in 2019. And um, at the moment, uh, we, we are proud to, to, to have an official association, which is um, entitled to um, and recognized by the authorities as a, uh, an organization made of uh, people uh, living in the countryside and they don't they don't want this uh, this project i will explain the the reasons but at the moment Perfect. aquin started the 2019 brilliant thank you jean how did it how how did it all started in for the for the english side of the channel and then I'll, then i'll come to jean um if if um if that's okay so apologies again for the confusion okay now what what happened was gerald vernon jackson put a little post out in keep milton green and it actually uh, was a post telling people that the allotments in uh, locksway road will be heavily heavily afflicted by this project so on the day when we saw the post and we saw a huge area possibly taken away for however time it would however much time it would have taken 
I, I, I met someone else who actually was with me at the same day and we were absolutely upset about it. So we, we said, I said to her, you know what, we'll just have a Facebook group and we see what's happening. We try to mobilize people to see whether they are uh, against this disruption of allotments because at that time we weren't really, really big time aware of the whole destruction. So originally it started in the allotments looking at the destruction of the green spaces there, how it would affect the wildlife, how it would affect the habitats, the people who grow their vegetables, who grow their flowers, who spend many, 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 many hours in the allotments, older people, younger people. We have a community allotment there where people from St. James's will come every day to get some peace, to get some rest. And we just didn't want that to be disturbed. And that is seriously how it happened. And then the whole development, we'll have probably a look later, happened afterwards. After that, we suddenly realized it's going to through Milton Common, the destruction of, of, of our busy roads, Eastern Road, Hamilton Road, London Road, um, the landing fall at Eastney, etc. All that we looked at the whole room much, 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 much later. The original upheaval was the allotments and allotment holders were very, very concerned because we thought it could mean uh, losing the allotment for quite a considerable time. And we know when construction is in place in soil, under soil, it takes years and years and years. If ever it will recover fully, it would take years to recover it. Thank you, Viola. Um, and um, again, sorry about the about the confusion. So um, I, I appreciate that. So. Um, Jean, um, how did it how, how did how did it all get started um, over in Normandy? Well, um, from uh, my own uh, my own history, um, last uh, 2018, an Aquin team came in our village um, to explain what would be their project and. Um, uh, there were a Russian uh, guy, uh, Mr. Temerko's son, I assume. And uh, they started to explain with uh, no doubt what would happen. Because I just want to stress on the, the arrogant way of presenting things uh, from uh, Aquin team. It's uh, awful. And uh, when uh, they came to, to describe the, the project in our Normandy uh, uh, countryside, they just uh, uh, explained that it would not be a problem because starting a plant in uh, the countryside with uh, two buildings uh, more than 22 meters high and 70 meters long, plus uh, 60,000 square meters land uh, taken on the agricultural uh, activity uh, could be easily compensated by money. And uh, when they showed us the drawings of uh, this uh, wonderful plant, it was very funny because um, 
the trees they wanted to uh, to plant because in this kind of project it's a very good idea to to have trees the trees were higher than the plant that means from the beginning they were more than 22 meters high so we in the in this place of our village all people started to say mm -hmm, there is something wrong with that so we are going to to dig what is exactly the project and uh, that's how the the story started thank you there's a there's a bit of a familiar thing from uh, i think what um let's stop aquin said before about um how that kind of hit the ground um over here as well ian yeah so con considering the impact um it, it seems bewildering in the early stages how few people seemed to know about the the aquin project so for, for me the key question is how did you manage to to get the message out uh, and drive engagement to protest against the plan hey thank you it said i was muted so i was i'm making lots of hands on so the list so how we've raised awareness is um is like the, the list is endless so i'm just going to give you some of what we've been doing so after that first protest along the shoreline which was well attended we start um we set up a communications group um and first of all um and we were basically looking for skills that we could utilize within the group um and jane shepherd came up with the logo which we've used throughout which has been amazing um, she's a graphic designer. She, all her time is for everyone's been voluntary. It's been absolutely phenomenal how much time people has actually given to this pro, um, protest against it. Um, so yeah, so basically that was that was with the logo. And so, so then over the year we've had at least forty thousand leaflets printed, um, which we we crowdfunded for that on the Facebook group. Um, we've had three posters made and 1.5 metre banners made, which have gone around on the, along the route and Colas was taking them down, or whoever was taking them down. And then I rang Colas and said, could you leave them alone, please? You know, it's, it's a worthy cause. And they said they'd leave them alone. Um, yeah, and we've done the protest tree. We've done um, T-shirts with the logo on, which were non-profit. We had um, some guy printed them for us for no profit at all and um, just to help the cause um we've painted stones we did a 12 mile walk from the whole route we did um yeah so yeah we and we've had we also did craftism where people were making we had 12 inch squares knitted or crocheted and then viola and i sewed them all together and made an enormous patchwork blanket with them <coughs> people have knitted um wildlife like birds and eve made a beautiful brink geese um which we we, we so um tied all around the city with the barcode on um, a label to say that it's let's stop aquind and then you'd go to the facebook group um also stone island strong island sorry um contacted us and made us an amazing website which um yeah so we've got um lots of drone footage on there and all all of our media, um, you know, all the times we've been in the newspapers or on the on the news, 
um, channels, um, that's all on there. So, yeah, it's been quite a vast amount of raising awareness. I mean, that's just like a tip of the iceberg, mm. really, because it's just we have met up more or less every single week. And, um, I mean, this is just I wrote a list earlier at the top of my head just quickly, but there's still loads of stuff that, um, you know, I mean, it's a couple of weeks ago, um, for instance, I mean, we've been... We were we've been on the BBC and the ITV, and then one of our comms group Jan was on Panorama, which is I mean that was one week she was interviewed by Panorama, and then I was interviewed by Sky News. It's just it's been a little bit surreal at times, um, and we're also in talks with an enormous media company, which I'm not going to mention any names, but they're going to work with us quite soon, and they are enormous. What we're going to be doing with them, so yeah. We, you know, I think we've done quite well, really, with raising awareness. Done a fantastic job from a from a standing start to get that level of coverage. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is an exception. Can I just say one other thing? Of course. So yeah, also, Ian, sorry, the last protest we did, um, the vision of that was to get all the key players in the city to do their bit, you know, to get up and say something, and and you know, whoever couldn't attend sent a statement to be read out. I mean, that was fantastic. We've always, always wanted it to be cross-party from mm. the start. You know, we all, you know, I'm obviously, I was a Labour candidate, but I've never, I've tried to keep that totally separate. You know, even though Viola's got an amazing relationship um, and correspondence with um, Gerald, and so what, therefore I've got a, a great relationship with Stephen Morgan, which has given us the opportunity to take, take things to Parliament and highlight it there. Um, you know, because we all went up to Parliament as well, which was brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, Thank I think you. it's been something very refreshing about the the issue as a whole in the, you know, all, all three of the major parties and obviously the, the, the Greens as well. I, I don't, that there's nobody in the Portsmouth area that seems to be speaking for this. So if we can just change our focus to the other side of the channel. So, Jean, how have... Uh, how have you got the message out across Normandy and what levels of support do you feel you have? <clears throat> uh, first of all, I think uh, uh, the situation is a bit different because uh, we live in the, in the countryside and uh, you are concerned with the, 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 this project in a crowded area here mm. in the UK. Yeah. That means... Uh, uh, Few people um, were concerned by that, and uh, um, the reason is that uh, uh, the the surroundings are uh, uh, fields. But the the uh, specificity of the project in France, and which is also a question. Uh, is that the, the that the, the the layout of the the, um, uh, the Aquin project has a, a, the good idea to cross not less than uh, fifteen villages, uh, and in, uh, in this regard, uh, we consider that it was a potential uh, danger, uh, and we started to um, explain what was Aquin because. Uh, I don't know how it works in, in uh, England, but uh, 
uh, as soon as Aquin was uh, authorized to, to carry out first studies, they had to uh, be um, coached by an official French uh, institution and they had to make public uh, meetings for in order to inform uh, people. But this did not work. I don't know. I think that the, the French institution uh, should be... Um, uh, it's a shame because they, they, they made a very bad work and the result is that people did not know what was happening. So uh, I, I tried to be, uh, to be short. Uh, we decided to uh, speak with uh, all the local medias, of course, with the, the political um, people, local elected people, and uh, also try to, to discuss with uh, national institutions such as uh, CRE, which is uh, the equivalent of uh, Ofgem uh, in the uh, UK, yep. uh, in order to... to um, to make the buzz, because no, nobody was aware of that. And uh, this institution, which was supposed to, uh, um, to monitor the way Aquin was communicating on this project, um, clearly did not make, make the job. So people were not aware of the, of the situation. Now things have changed, because non Aquin, uh, created uh, uh, something uh, uh, dynamic, which uh, has been also uh, um, taken by political people. And this is very important because uh, we'll see that further. Um, the strategy of Aquin is to consider that local concerns are uh, pointless. Only discussions with uh, governments uh, uh, international institutions that's that's all the rest it's it's uh, it's pointless Does anybody want to add anything to that point Viola, you wanted to come in yes just two points to to just to add what paula said i think one thing here in england we have forgotten completely to mention again is we went through a six month examination process and the group with a lot of help of lots of people involved had to dig through lots and lots of documents and reading it and analyzing it as good as we could because we only you know we are not experts we are only sort of laymen and we were trying to understand what was going on so that that took a lot of time of our time of writing letters writing emails writing submissions that took a lot and to come back to Jean's point, it's exactly what happened here, Jean, as well, because it's been taken away from local authorities and our government has made it a national significant infrastructure project. And therefore, we as local people, as local authorities, have taken away the decision and to have a voice and to actually raise their voice. And that is wrong. That's what we think is wrong, because local MPs, local councillors know their local area and the government should certainly listen to that. Thank you. OK, so um, so moving on to the uh, on to the next question. Um, so um, and it's back. It's back to you, John. So. 
uh, and you covered it a bit there. So, what? Where is the? What stage is the? Is the French application at? Um, and is it possible that uh, in France it could be refused before a decision has to be made here? I take uh, some. Um, uh, I, I, of course, I, I know that the, the decision uh, which was supposed to, to take place uh, a few days ago uh, is important for, for, uh, for the, the UK side. But I would say that a wedding needs two people. And in the, at the present time, let's... Uh, get in mind that the French side has refused the project. And uh, when I, I say the French side, the French government, through a decision made early 2021, decided to refuse the project. This refusal has been uh, officially uh, signified to a queen by the voice of the préfet. préfet in France, is uh, the local government representative who is uh, stating, uh, according many uh, many um, um, voices uh, from uh, administration, from uh, uh, local uh, uh, local um, elected elected. Um, uh, local uh, uh, environmental uh, institutions. So the decision from the préfet is a mix of the French voice. So the refusal at the moment blocks everything for a queen because this decision is suspensive. Okay? Uh, from this moment, uh, nothing happens until Aquind knows who, what is going to happen, because that's a second um, uh, characteristic of Aquind. The first one was arrogance. The second one is um, very uh, fond of um, appeals and uh, legal legal actions. So. Considering that they could not accept the, the French voice, they lodged an appeal this uh, last summer. And now the, um, the, the, the project is uh, analyzed through the administrative court. And that would take maybe some months. Uh, until we know exactly what will happen, but at now we are we are on, on uh, we are unemployed as uh, 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 members of the association because nothing happens. Time has been uh, suspended. Thank you, John. So it's all basically up in the air. Um, Viola, what's the kind of what's the next stage for the process in the UK? 
I mean, uh, Jean Jean and uh, Nona Ekman have followed, obviously, you know, what's happening in, in the UK. And just to summarize it again for those who really are not very familiar with it, uh, here in England, just like in, in France, Akron started much earlier than our group was formed and set up, and there were consultations. Akron said there were extremely good consultations. We say there weren't, because otherwise people would have known about the project. Um, and then last September, uh, Akron started the application for development consent order which means that you have six months, it is a six month process where the applicant, in this case, Aquint, and interested parties, those who are affected by the construction of the uh, Aquint interconnector can raise their concerns, put forward their uh, plans, their construction plans, which Aquint obviously did. And this process lasted until the 8th of March. Uh, there were hearings, official hearings, in which uh, Aquin took part and in which we ourselves and other individuals who were and are affected by the Aquin interconnector took part. After the 8th of March, there were three months, the Secretary of State, Kwasi Kwarteng, had time to look at the recommendation the Examination Authority wrote. So that would have ended on the 8th of September. By that time, we expected a decision. Just a few days before decision time, it was delayed until, I think, September. And again, there were questions, uh, uh, October. Uh, there were questions asked uh, from the applicant. Can we have some more clarification? And the main points were the fiber optic cable, very controversial. I won't go into in detail now and also Victoria's Festival and the um, consequences for the playing fields in particular via the, by the construction of the Equin interconnector cable. Now we have on the 21st of October, just on the day, quite late during the day, we were informed that Kwasi Kwarteng needed more information to actually get more information from the applicant and we need time until the 21st of January. Now, we have questioned that because, you know, the examination was six months. The uh, Secretary of State had enough time to look at all the recommendations and should have, in our opinion, made the decision by now. And that's where we are at the moment. Thank you very much. So, to to be slightly provocative, if we look at the power that's being supplied or proposed to be supplied from Aquint, then most of that power will be nuclear generated in France and, you know, will be carbon neutral. But part of that challenge is that obviously the expense of when nuclear plants are decommissioned, there's an enormous expense there and there's a risk. It would seem in this plan, all of that risk lays with the French taxpayer. So if I can ask you, Jean, how how do you feel as a French taxpayer of taking all the risk of having the nuclear power generated in France and then um, shipped over to the UK? <clears throat> I'm not sure that's the, the, the issue because uh, you know that this... Um, this interconnection is part of 
a, a lot of other interconnections from France to uh, uh, Germany, to Belgium, and uh, Spain, and uh, 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 any kind of country of, of, of the European uh, area. And uh, there's no, uh, we, we do not uh, wonder uh, whether it is a nuclear, uh, windmill, uh, water, uh, or what else. Uh, the, 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 the architecture of the, the, uh, the interconnections makes that maybe the electricity provided to UK comes from uh, Germany through France. Ah. That's, that's the, the, the purpose of the European grid. And that's why we have national uh, um, uh, organisms such mm. as uh, uh, CRE of GEM, but there is a, a European monitoring institution named ACER, ACER and that's uh, explains uh, uh, the, 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 the grid system, which makes that electricity can, can may, may come from uh, the, uh, the eastern part of Germany uh, going through Spain. And uh, so nuclear or not, that's not the, 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 the question. Mm. Perfect. Thank you for the clarification there. Um, so... Um, the um, the next question is um, is to Eve. Um, so um, Viola tells me that you are um, Let's Stop Aquin's youngest campaigner. So thank you for joining us this evening. Um, and I guess um, it would be interesting to know um, how did you become in involved in the campaign and what is it about the protest that motivates you? Um, I just sort of heard about it from people that I know that there was going to be process last year where they all stood along the shoreline in that protest and I couldn't go and then in like I think it was March this year um, I heard about the uh, craftivism that was like the opportunity the um, meetings that were going to be held around that and uh, that sort of thing is my passion so I thought that would be a good use of my time and I, I'm motivated by the fact that like it's a very important, the area is very important to a lot of people. Like, people should be able to go there without giant trenches and not being able to, like, for air quality. And, like, that we've said better than that. Okay. Thank, um, thank you very much. I think, Viola, you wanted to uh, come in there? Yes. Can I, can I just say, I mean, Eve has been absolutely fantastic. From the Crafty Prism project beginning, uh, she, when we were collecting signatures, she was always one of the first there with her with a fantastic idea. She took this one poster we've we've had, uh, which Jane Shepard de designed. She had it around her around her neck, and she was there with her with a petition to take signatures any time we were out there. She was one of the first to be there. I mean, it is just incredible, Eve. Thank you so much. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. And, and so, Eve, is is this an issue that is is resonating with your generation? Is it, you know, is it something that gets talked about in school and college? Is there a, is there an appetite for activism? Definitely. I mentioned it to some people at school, and they had no idea about it. 
but they were like, I took the petition into school and I got permission to sign it there. And people were immediately on board. People think that young people don't care about like nature areas and things like that. But as a young person, I wouldn't have survived lockdown without my daily walk down to the Ramsden area. And I think, yeah, young people, we do, we do care. No, it is interesting, isn't it, that, that, that lockdown has probably given so many of us a greater a greater kind of appreciation for the, the area in which we live and the countryside that surrounds it. So if we look at the, uh, the, the, the next question, obviously, Kwasi Kwarteng is the second minister who's been uh, asked to decide on this, um, this particular application. Um, pre- Previously, Alok Sharma removed himself from the decision-making progress process after there were links to um, to the some of the Russian owners of Aquin. I guess the question is: Is Quasi Kwarteng the the right man for the job to make this um, decision, or is has been suggested it needs to be taken out of his hands? And Paula, I'd love to hear your views on that. Ian, my apologies. I think that's where I messed up the numbers. That um, that was actually, I think it was Viola that we intended to answer that one. In which case, so Viola, can you pick that one up for me? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah, thank you. I think that's where we go went a bit wrong with the numbers. Um, now, I mean, uh, I think uh, this question is a very, uh, it's, it's a good question because we all have followed over the last two and three weeks all the political programs on television. We've seen the Panorama at the Pandora Papers. We've watched uh, BBC South, and we also watched the Andrew Marr show. Mm. Now, if we if we talk about the Andrew Marr show, we know he said very clearly when he was asked by Andrew Marr, did he ever have any connection with Aquint? And he said very clearly, no. Now I have got in front of me here on my phone a copy of the letter which was written on the third of October two thousand and nineteen. And if I just give you a few sort of like uh, excerpts, just two or three sentences, it starts off with Dear Alexander, handwriting, and then it goes typed. I just take out now the things which I think are very important. We will reiterate our continuing support for all the projects that we supported for inclusion on the list. This, of course, includes the Aquint project. And the last sentence, we have written to the Commission to reiterate our support for a number of projects, including, of course, the Ekman project, and yours sincerely signed by Kwasi Kwarteng. Now, there's a big question here. How can you make an unbiased decision when you clearly, in this letter from the 3rd of October 2019, say that you support the Ekman project? Personally, and I know Labour has already asked that question, Kwasi Kwarteng should ask himself, should he recuse himself, just like Alok Sharma, from the project? Because there is a definite involvement. It is not with money, but it is certainly, in words, uh, reassurance that Aquint will be supported. And I guess that prompts a follow-up question, Viola, which is that, um, I, I guess it's in, and 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 Jean gives a, an excellent explanation about the, the, the on the French side. I guess the question is: Is the idea of interconnectors fundamentally wrong, or is it a case of 
you know, uh, and again, I, I you know, it, it, it would just seem to be the worst idea in the world to put it through the centre of Portsmouth. So do you think the issue is more about the Aquin interconnector generally, or is it more about the planned route that's now come to, uh, that's been settled on now, which takes it through the heart of Portsmouth? Do you want me to answer that? Yes, please. Yeah. Now, as you perhaps remember from the last podcast when we were together, when we started this project, we just looked purely at the route because we said it is actually dark and absolutely nonsensical mm. to come through the most densely populated city outside London. Totally nonsense. Total nonsense. Then we started to look and investigate in the media as well. Of course, you can't. It just, it just happened. And we saw what, 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 what the whole development of the project, the background, the financing, the owners, how it was obscured, how we didn't know exactly what was happening. And so we started to really object against the Aquint interconnector in particular. We are not against interconnectors but we are against this Aquant interconnector. We have also proposed different routes, but that certainly wouldn't help our French friends anyway, because the more I look at it and the more we look at it in the group, and we are unanimously, I think, at least in the comms group, and I think for many reasons also the Facebook group, the more there has been revealed, the more we have to say this project must be stopped at any case. So... Would would the the three of you on the UK side all support Quasi Quateng being removed from the process? Shall I answer? And then maybe Paula and Eve can mm, come in. I perfect. think seeing what we have seen, the letter and what we have heard in the Andrew Marshall, I don't really think he's got a choice here because there is no unbiased view. But of course, the question remains after that, if he did recuse himself and somebody else would take it on, would it take longer again? Can there be another delay? Or would the person, if another person uh, would take on behalf of him, the Secretary of State, would, would, would he be able to make the decision in time? So that, that, that is a question we all have. Mm. I have thought about that over the last one or two weeks, certainly. Paula. I think Paula was having some um, sound issues, so I don't know if you got that, Paula. Um, we were just asking whether whether you'd be in support of Quasi Quarting being removed as the decision maker in this process. I don't know if you're getting that. Uh, yeah, Paula's... Um, let me know in the chat that she's um she's not getting anything at all okay okay um so i guess that that leaves us eve what what are your thoughts on quasi quarting um in the letter he clearly states that he is in support of the project no matter what he said on the andrew marshall he on the 3rd of october 2019 he's in support project and that does make him potentially biased towards like maybe letting the interconnector come through but as Viola um, said it would they be then delaying it again if he had to remove himself from it so perfect 
thank you. Um, thank you, Eve. And um, Paul has just gone out and come back in again. Paula, can you hear us? Can we hear you? Can you hear Hello? us? Hello? Yes, we have you. And you're back. So I can't unmute myself anyway. Right. Sorry, um, I don't quite know what's going on there, so I'm so sorry about the about the problems, but thank you for wrestling through. Um, the question that we were we were just asking you for a, um, um, any response on was um, whether you'd be in support of quasi quarting being removed from making this decision, um, or as Viola had said, um, actually removing him, would that actually then just delay it even further as someone else got up to speed? Um... Well, we don't want to delay it anymore, <laughs> do we? We don't want it to be delayed. Although I do find it... Quite, I mean, I, I was so disappointed the other day because of after all the exposure um, of, you know, of the donations, you know, and, uh, you know, the impact of it all, um, you know, those making decisions don't even live here. Or, you know, have they ever visited this city? Do they know how populated, densely populated it is? you know, about our pollution levels. So I don't know if I'm sidetracking here a bit because I didn't hear any of that for the last 10 minutes. But um, I don't... I, I, I guess delaying it is... Um, I hope it's not an excuse to, like, kick it into the long grass. Basically, that's what I hope it isn't. No, I think it, 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 it provides a fascinating dilemma, doesn't it? If we look at the backdrop of the last, probably, let's say, couple of months, we have that scenario where, you know, Kwasi Kwarteng has said, no, I've never said anything positive about it. Oh, yeah, he lied. The, he lied on telly uh, with Andrew Marr, well, didn't he? Well, indeed, and Viola's produced the letter, and obviously there are, you know, donations from a Russian owner to the Conservative Party. And uh, again, you know, I... I Part Hang on, my, Ian. It's my... not a donation. It's plural to that. There's an S on okay. the end. Yeah. So they are they are donations various. Um, but I, I, I ultimately now they now all those things are in the public domain. Yeah. I, I guess the question is, does that does that make it harder for him to then approve the? Uh, approve the application with all that in the public domain or does that now play into the stop aquin card which is that you're going to have to have an awful lot of brass neck to approve it being sat on a pile of donations with the letter proving that you pre um you you supported it recently Boyola, did you have something to add in on that yeah it's some um, um, yeah sorry paula first Okay. No, 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 it's no, fine. I, th I, think, I think we have to be here, you know, as we, we, we in our communication group, we've discussed this so many times. These donations are legal. Yep. And what you have to really say is, should that be the case? Should that be the case that these huge num amounts of money are given? Are they not influencing a decision? We are told they don't. But... It's a big question mark, isn't it? Should this legal system be changed? That's really what we're It's a lot of money, we? isn't it? It's a lot of it's, money. We, we've got a list, but we haven't published it because of the current events which happened. We have a list of 34 MPs and four ex-MPs who have taken money. We've got a list where it says how much money they have taken. 
from whom they have taken it. And it is all legal. It's yeah. all legal in a legal document. Now, should that be allowed? That is the big question. It's a very big question. So we're going to just, Simon's going to lead us into our last question of the pod. Um, so, and I was going to uh, come to um, come to Paula. Um, so, what, what do you think the reason for the delay is? Is there um, is there? Any, well, we're only presuming, aren't we? Mm. Whatever we think is only presuming. So, mm. I'm. I mean, well, there's a few things I could say, but I'm not going to say it on here. But um, I think Cosy's got a hard job, a tough job on him. And, you know, of what we know now, the public know what's been exposed and, um, you know, to come back and agree on that is, is going to explode, isn't it? It's going to explode a few things. <laughs> yeah, he's got a tough one, especially, you know, I mean, also, I always want to say, does it not tap into people's conscience, you know, the, the destruction as well? You know, he, he. You know, they've got the money. They've had the money. Their donations. I, I mean, I don't. Has anyone spoken about the fact that there's already an interconnector going into, you know, Fairham, and that made a statement that we we were going to renewable green energy that was going to be homegrown from now on, and the ten point plan that the Tory Party. Out earlier this year, which I've also in all my emails, the ten-point plan is green renewable energy, which nuclear isn't really. You know, it's not really green renewable energy. Indeed, it's definitely. So yeah, yeah. sidetracked a bit. No, thank Sorry. you. No, that's all right. But I mean, you can argue it's carbon neutral, but it's you know it's definitely not um, renewable, is it? So, um, so um, did, did we were we moving on to the on to the next yeah, one? So so I guess the the, 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 the final question is um, kind of what steps come next for your campaign? And Jean, it sounds like in France you you are you're in a better position in terms of moving, you know, getting the uh, the whole project rejected. So what are the next steps on on your side of the channel? <clears throat> to have a confirmation by uh, the administrative court that uh, the French government uh, uh, decision is right. I, ju I just want uh, to stress that uh, the Brexit situation has also an impact on, uh, on, the, on these, uh, these decisions. And, um, and uh, we have to, to keep in mind that uh, uh, contrary uh, to what a queen says, uh, Many interconnection projects are carried carried out uh, at this moment. So, don't we we have to to make to take to keep in mind that uh, these projects, such as um, Electlink or uh, uh, Getlink or what, whatever, these projects have been approved by governments. On the and in the according to the uh, European organization, and getting a, another one at the moment, Aquin for for instance, getting another one will create an unbalanced situation, which is not 
possible because the competitors will not be uh, accepting uh, that uh, a project which is not uh, agreed officially either by Europe, France, and the, uh, uh, the, the, the grid managers, why, why would they be authorized to, um, to, to carry out that project? That's a question also. Mm. Uh, that's brilliant. Thank you, Jean. So, Viola, on behalf of uh, Let's Stop Aquint, what, what, what are your next moves? I think we. the first thing is we are having a meeting next week in the communication group to, to obviously discuss steps, but there have been already a few ideas sort of passed around. Um, first of all, we have another three months for raising even more awareness because as we know, as we speak, there are still so many people here that you have got no idea. No idea, still no idea. Number two, we will have to look at the documents. There will be questions from Quasi Quatang to the applicant Aquint. We will have a look at those questions. Should they be published? I check daily. Are they published? No, they are not published. We will liaise as before with all our councillors and our MPs. We will follow the news. We will dig deep, as deep as we can, to keep up with everything. But above all, I think it is really important that we keep the momentum going for the next three months and make sure people know about this, that they know what it would mean for the town, for the city. And we will try to lobby some more MPs, see what we can do, and uh, really keep being active, keep being going, and make sure that we keep that momentum going until the 21st. Perfect. Thank you, Viola, and thank you to all of our panellists this evening. It's a really important topic and, and lovely to see so many people working so very hard to uh, to stop Aquint. So you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And our guests have been Viola. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. And our guests have been Viola Langley from Let's Stop Aquind, Paula Savage uh, from Let's Stop Aquind, Eve Meller from Let's Stop Aquind, and Jean Nicolas from Nonna Aquind. Thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. The whole thank Facebook you. Bye -bye. website, everybody. Thank you, France, Nona, Aquin, Sanctuary, Let's Aquin, everybody involved. And thank, thank you for our MPs for supporting thank us. You thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. So uh, don't forget to join us uh, next week where we'll be um, asking whether COP26 is more blah, blah, or whether it will be um, some um, some definite actions and what that means for Portsmouth. Um, and then the week after, we'll be looking um, in uh, chamber danger. The council returns to meetings, uh, full council meetings in the council chamber, and we'll be looking at what's on the agenda there. So I've been Simon Sansbury, and you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa. Play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. stop. See? It's easy. <laughs>